to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Feltz, my co-host and very good friend, he's Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Love Island Australia Season 3, Episodes 11 through to 15. Now, Chris, this is not a bad season, is it? <laughs> we get, although I, I do have some criticism actually coming in a little bit later. I say a little bit of criticism, like that's an exclusive thing to this episode. But um, I mean, where do you want to start with this lot? Well, Dave, I want to start with the vixen that is Emily. Now, the biggest flaky flip-flopper we've seen for a long time. You know, she was madly in love with Mitch. We said it on the last episode. She was tears. It was, it was all sorts of drama. She made the right decision. And then Mitch goes, you know what? The apple isn't fucking juicier on that side of the garden. I'm coming back to Tina. This is an awful analogy I've just made up as I'm going along. And she's now deeply, madly infatuated with Taku. However... Taku, to be fair to him, has got something about him and he doesn't believe any of this. I know we talked about a little bit on the last episode, but the the fucking bullshit she's coming out with to stay in the villa is ridiculous, Dave. See, do you think he's reading that? Because, I, you know, he talks about bad Taku and good Taku and taking advice from either. I think he's listening to little Taku because I I, I honestly, it is so see-through how she's just completely flipped from Mitch. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I was fantasizing about you before and stuff. And and it, it made me feel a bit embarrassed to be a bloke because I'm like, we're shit. We just fall for this crap. It is really hard when you're in the eye of the storm like that to, to be objective. And despite the fact that all the, like everyone around is like, this isn't right. The way she's flipped there, mate. Just steer clear. But he's like, yeah, but I'm seeing a different person. Well, of course, that's the whole point, isn't it? But, you know, it was so see-through. Fair play to her. That was an aggressive play to stay in the villa. Um, and, and what's she supposed to do? She's supposed to do knitting at the side of the pool. No, she <laughs> she went for someone who was very popular. Didn't work out. But I appreciated the fact that she was aggressively playing the game there. Yeah, she was. And and obviously Tina has, has a little play in that as well because she knew, well, she knows what she'd been through with Mitch. So, so I, I think that all worked out as it was. Taku and her were close. She kept coming in the VT, like, oh, what a great kisser he is and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm like, you weren't saying that the fucking other episode when Mitch was laying, when you laid it on Mitch and stuff. I just, it's typical gameplay. And I think with Emily, and again, I'm repeating myself, but Emily isn't offensive when she does it. She's not like in your face where you're like, oh, the absolute bitch or anything. She's not, she's just playing Love Island Monopoly, isn't she, to see how long she can stay on this fucking all-inclusive holiday. But I'll tell you someone, Dave, who's not going to be staying on an all-inclusive holiday <laughs> and the gameplay was exposed, and this was a great segue, was fucking Ronnie. What a dickhead. <laughs> I mean, the the key, and we see this all the time from The Bachelor and Bachelorette, don't we? That the key is everyone's playing the game. But if you let it known that you're actually playing a game, then that is the biggest cardinal sin out there. So I, I think Ronnie 
screwed up big time, didn't he? Uh, but and, and also, I thought, made himself out to be a right fucking dick. Like, this, this fake exterior, this fake veneer that he's got, where he just tries to brush everything off. It's like, relax. So he'd said to Tina, hadn't he? And I think, um, I think Nick was there as well. That, you know, he might have to just couple up with someone and, uh, you know, milk it a bit <laughs> to stay in the villa. No, that, that, is a, that is a thought you keep in your head, Ronnie, not something that you say to a girl who's just been dicked around, who feels quite, you know, at, at that time, I, I'm trying to think, had she even got back with Mitch? I, I think she had, hadn't she? But it was still all yeah. very raw what had happened. And so what annoyed me more than anything was not the fact that he made that stupid comment, because he could have just said, you know what, I, I don't even know why I said that. It was a stupid thing to say. No, he was sort of gaslighting Tina into thinking like she's overreacting and like she she should just relax. And I thought he was a fucking right dick in that moment. Yeah, he was, to be fair. It it it, it was one of them things where we always say it, it's like the unwritten rule, in it. It's just it's like we know they're doing it. We we had the guy on the Batsarette who had his game plan. Like you said, it's still one of my funniest moments of recent podcasts. They had this fucking army stand to attention, you know, <laughs> shakedown of the fucking room. <laughs> when have they ever done that? All led by the producers. But we, with Ronnie, it's like, yeah, he's doing what every single person's thinking when they're in there. Oh, shit. Let's look at Harry, Dave. You know, let's think of more reasons why I can try and stay in here. Let's try and fabricate a romance or a connection that just isn't there. And he's doing it, but you don't fucking speak it out loud, Dave, do you? You know what I mean? You don't go and say, well, this is actually what I'm doing. We know you're doing it, Ronnie, but sorry, but that was his ultimate downfall at that point, Dave. It was brilliant to watch because he was fucking squirming and then trying to justify it to the guys. And even they were like, oh, mate, you fucked right up here. Well, even Nicholas was saying, you know, you should apologize. And he's like, I'm not apologizing for shit. And I thought that's where you see the real Ronnie. This fucking happy-go-lucky guy is fake. He's fucking fake as fuck. And I fucking get a few more fucks in there because he's a fucking bellend. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm glad that fucking prick is gone. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. Who not seen it? But no, you're right. And and, and then we get, well, it's within this episode, so they're still in it, but we also get like the forbidden fruit game, don't we? So you know, like yeah. these these a couple of comments about Jess. It wasn't the best game, I've got to say, Dave. I didn't find it engrossing. It was one of them throwaway ones that Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't great, was it? The only thing that really jumped out at me was like fucking Jess had a face like a slapped ass because it was like blank changes her mind so much. Uh, she may end up coupled up with the Villa Chicken. And so it was like Jess got picked. And then she's like all offended by it. It's like, oh, I'm just, I need to pick someone who's right for me. And all the girls are rallying around and like, no, no, this is your experience. No one else's. But I genuinely think that that changed her approach from that moment on because, you know, throughout the next few episodes, she's not really done any more flip-flopping as she, she's stuck with Aaron and seems to think he's fucking deep for some reason. I don't understand <laughs> why. Um, but I, I think that's affected her gameplay. 
I think she's genuinely thinking now, well, I can't move on because everyone thinks I'm just changing my mind all the time. So, you know, if I move on again, I'm just validating what they think. So I, even if she's tempted, I don't think she'll change now. No, and it's what I said, I think, on the last episode about Mitch, where, in, and you said it as well, in the cold light of day, Mitch all day long was cheating on Tina with Emily, 100%. But oh, yeah. the reality of, yeah, the reality of, oh, shit, I'm trying to win a popularity, popular, popularity contest, get it right, Chris, is this sort of thing does not go down with the general public. But a redemption story certainly does, because people invest yeah. in Tina, all right, he wasn't one of the OGs, but he's coming pretty early as well. They're invested in this couple. So for him to do that is, is fucking a joke. And I'm going to talk about a bit of a heel turn later on another guy, Dave, who's who's just an absolute <laughs> dick. But but I do think the way that ends is we do get the double dumping. So Ronnie goes well, just, quite right. Sorry, just before we get to the double dumping, I think after the Twitter game, you, you've got Ronnie's finally come around to the fact. I'm... I'm and I'm pretty sure it's not only with advice from the boys, but he's probably got a, a feeling that something's coming on its way. And it, it basically he's going to, the way he treated Tina and spoke to her, she's going to go off and speak to the girls. So actually he went across to the girls and apologized. But again, it was just a, a part of the gameplay. It was damage limitation for him. And I thought, again, you know, he walked in there. The girls were in an animated conversation. And they were all saying, we're having a girls chat. No, go away. Just come back later. Because they were in the middle of a discussion. And he's like, yeah, but that's not important. Here's what I've got to say. <laughs> you know, and just and they just go spoke that, over yeah. everyone. And it's like, oh, you fucking prick. But the thing is, at the end of it, they're like, oh, that was really nice of him. I'm like, no, he's just fucking disrespected all of you by speaking over you and not fucking respecting the fact that you're actually talking about something because he's he's wanted to, to work to his own agenda. So, yeah, I, th- I thought that was an interesting moment again before we got to the double dumping. Yeah, and you know what, Dave? It's a great point because I think it sort of leads into like with the double dumping, like Ronnie goes, the girls pick him. I think it had to be him. I've got no complaint. Like I say, complete bell end. You know, he had to go. What I don't understand is, and you said this a long time ago, is it's not fucking Friend Island, but all the girls were deeply offended that Ari went, she's done nothing, has she, Dave? <laughs> yeah. You know, she got with Taku, right? She was with Ryan. Her first pick was Taku. Then straight away, she picked Ryan. Ryan fucks her over for Lexi. She's She was in a friend couple up for, with Taku, I think, once you officially. And it's mm. like, but you've done nothing. You've not pursued anyone. You know, you, you've sort of fake said about a couple of the other guys. They weren't interested. That's it. End of, end of your journey. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But the girls were deeply offended by that. And I was like, yeah. but it's fucking Love Island. The guys have not kicked off about you picking Ronnie because they're like, well, that's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. I, I didn't get it. It was a massive overreaction, you know, and fucking Courtney does my head in as well. And I, you know, I'm not sure I'm going to have many good things in this episode, Chris, to say about any of this lot, but fucking Courtney's like, Oh, this is a massive backstab. I can't believe they've done that. And Harry's like, you know, Oh, I think they've made the wrong decision. And it's like, 
No, you haven't done anything. You haven't found anyone. You don't look like you're, you're going to find anyone. I mean, you fucking were, were, seem to be interested in Ryan. Fucking bad taste alert. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> yeah. For me, the only other decision was uh, Courtney. Uh, sorry, Courtney. Fucking wish you'd have gone, Courtney. Um, Emily. You know, yes. but when all the girls are like, oh, I can't believe they've chosen you. I couldn't work out. Are you being authentic there? Because, you know, you were a possibility as well. They could have fucking chose anyone. So you, you've got all this kind of outrage that they dared to choose Ari. But, like, well, they could have chose you. So I just found that really fucking weird. And, and they did talk like the girls down off the ledge. But in that moment, they just seemed to lose the plot. They're like, well, they've got to fucking pick someone, haven't they? And I don't know if it was just the fact that, you know, Emily had so gone after Mitch and they did have that friend thing with Ari. Maybe they thought, um, you know, Emily was was the option. You know, she should have gone because she was still playing at that time for Taku. But fucking Taku thinks, he, he, you know, he, he knows there's, there's doubts there, but he thinks there's a chance. So he's not going to fucking vote to boot Emily off, is he? So no. for me, Ari was the right one to go there. And I don't know what the fucking girls were on. No, I, I I don't get it at all. Again, like you say, it was really bizarre. But I mean, <laughs> I've got to say, Dave, I'm, I'm with young Courtney. She does my fucking head in. She's got a very high opinion of herself. Yeah. Really does. She, she, I'm not saying that some of her opinions have not been correct. I think she's not too bad at, at the way she judges people. However, there's just something about her that pisses me off. And I'm just like, oh, shut the fuck up. You know, like, I, you I don't know, know what, what it is. is. There's a few she, guys are like that as well. Ryan as well. She's trying. She's trying to make, um, like uh, sound bites stick. She's like, "Oh, Camp Courtney." She she's almost. She's got the T-shirt in her mind. Like you know, yes. uh, uh, yeah. She's trying to throw out these little sayings and stuff, and it's like Camp Courtney. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> you know, just yeah. get back in your lane. You're not very interesting. I still think she's the fucking daughter of someone powerful because the, the way they kept her in made no sense to me at all she's not interesting um she's not funny uh so she doesn't warrant you know when they kept moyer in uh uk yeah. season five you can see why they did that but for courtney i just i still don't get it but you're right she does have a very high opinion of herself she does and i'll tell you what though dave i'll tell you what was one of the main things that had me mesmerised, I talked about Ryan's forehead or whatever he's going on there, but <laughs> Nicholas's eyes, fuck me, they look like he's got contacts in, Dave. There they are, piercing they do, blue they? eyes he's got. Unbelievable, yeah. them, to be fair. Yeah, they are. He's a big bloke, isn't he? He's another prick, though, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All that shit he was saying about like his relationships and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah. Since he goes to Castle and more, he's like, what? Hey, yeah, relationship. Yeah, but, Don't give but a fuck. But even before that, did you notice that when he had like the three dates, he's flirty as fuck. He's in full overdrive there. He's putting put it on the full flirt. He's done this lots of times before. He's very good at it. But when he's in a couple, he's got fuck all to say. <laughs> so, like, you know, he's there with Courtney. And it's painful to watch them. They've got fuck all to say. If he's not flirting, 
there's no substance to him. He's got nothing to say to her. And yeah, they're they're just wondering, oh, why are we together again? So, I mean, it's no surprise to me at all that, you know, he had a wandering eye. I mean, I'm wandering eye. Fucking hell, his eyes were all over the place, weren't they? In Castle Moor when that comes. But um, yeah, I thought that fizzled out really, really quickly. And you could see Courtney... I've just said I've got no love for either, but you know she was getting frustrated with him. That he's just he's just sat there not saying anything. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because I must admit the whole episode for me, this episode was just a bit of a drip. However, Taku obviously didn't watch Married at First Sight Australia season eight, Dave, when they had to score their partners against the other girls and other guys in the <laughs> fucking experiment. One thing you never, ever do, Taku, is say that your girlfriend, wife, whoever, is not as good as someone else. Because that is basically what he did. I found it hilarious. And then he called Emily out for not really believing her. He'd had his dream about Courtney. I thought he was like... Oh, that was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, (laughs) he he went over and gave her a kiss. And Courtney's like, holy shit, what the fuck's he doing? She was just like, honestly. And then afterwards, he's like, I've made a mistake. Well, no fucking shit, Sherlock. You fucking made a mistake. I I thought it was fucking brilliant, Dave. It was like Taku, in his nice, pleasant manner, inadvertently put two fingers up to fucking Emily and went, I know your game. You know, he married married Australia, married at first sight Australia the last season when you got Bryce there. And he kept just saying these fucking hurtful things to Melissa. And he's like, oh, well, I'm just being honest. <laughs> you know? And it's like, but that's not, that's not good. That's not an excuse either. And I just felt in that moment, Taku suffered from the same thing. It's like, well, I, I can't remember exactly what the question was now, but it, it was something like, you know, who do you think is in here for the wrong reasons? Or it was something like that. And he's like, Emily. And it's like, dude, that is, that is the person you're, you know, you've got this doubt, but let's say it's a 30% doubt and the other 70% here is like, yeah, we could actually make a go of this. Go with that 70%. <laughs> you know, even if you have to throw <laughs> someone else under the bus, don't just cut your own fucking legs off with the only person who's currently showing an interest in you. And like you say, having these naughty thoughts about Courtney, it's fucking ridiculous. And Yeah, he scored an own goal there, didn't he, big time? He did, to be fair. But, but ultimately, Dave sort of got his wish because by the end of the episode, Emily goes, doesn't she? She she has to go. It was between her and Tina. There's no way Tina was going to go. I, yeah. I don't believe any of that. And I think she's just shown her true colours, Emily. You know, it was sort of like, well, you're in there for your social media career, not love. You're not fucking bothered. I'm not saying she's not the only one because probably 95% of them are there for that exposure, but she didn't mask it very well. She wasn't as bad as Ronnie, but she certainly didn't mask it very well at the end. I tell you what, when it, when it was clear that she was going, the mask dropped and she gave an expression that honestly, Chris, I found chilling. It was like, you, know, you would not want to see that face I, because 
up until that point, you know, in some of the challenges and stuff, she's basically acting out like she's in a fucking porno or something. And then, you know, she's been all flirty and smiley and everything. And then when it was clear that she'd gone, that whole thing fell off. And she gave that look of like, I'm going to stick a fucking knife in you when you're asleep or I'm going <laughs> to cut your balls off kind of thing. Honestly, I found that expression just really chilling. And I thought, wow, that is the first time we've actually seen you, not just the character that you're playing. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. But but I've got to say, Dave, Sophie Monk, you know, you absolutely threw under the bus the last episode. Oh, you know, really bad <laughs> the way you've treated her. But she did say, Dave, now her advice I thought was was quite good to be honest. But what is the best way to take your relationship to the next level? <laughs> well, apparently, Chris, the best way to take the relationship to the next level is through facials. And she didn't just say she didn't just say it once. She said it about three times, <laughs> and, then, and then everyone else is like doing the whole carry on. Oh, matron! Uh, and then finally, she fucking realizes what she said. Or I, I wasn't sure if I bought it. Whether that was a a kind of forced. Oops! Oh, I, I said that silly thing, didn't I? But uh, it did make me laugh. It did, because I think a facial for men and women is two completely different things, Dave. But there you go. (laughs) (laughs) So, episode 13, Dave, we get Casa Amor. We actually get it. You know, it's it's quite quite early in the season compared to the UK one. But however, I was pleased. I thought we need a bit of a break. But there was a slight format change, because you'd said this to me. You were slightly ahead of me. They didn't couple up the girls with five new guys. They just left them to stew for two days while the guys mm. got the freak on. They were getting pictures, postcards, and then they eventually got a video. And then they flipped it on its head. So, so I found that an interesting new new take on it, really. I don't know whether that's just to drag the episodes out, but it did seem rather strange just to leave the girls to have two days just to stew over it all. Yeah. And and you always throw a, a throw me a loop because <laughs> I, when I'm expecting you to do something, you don't do it. And uh, it just throws me. So all this time you, you can still surprise me. I thought when that was, that whole thing was building up, I thought Chris is going to be there. He's going to be fucking stewing at this fake setup again. It's like, boys, you've got to get out of the villa and stuff. And girls, you're going out on a day out. And everyone's like, oh, I don't believe it. You know, they don't say, oh, it's Casa Amor, but it's like, oh, what? There's all these new girls, you know, shipped in there and, and whatever. It's like, oh, it's so fake for me. But I did like the little twist where the, the whole like buggy full of girls was driving past them as they're having a little picnic. <laughs> I didn't think that was pretty yeah, funny good. to be fair. <laughs> but um yeah, I'm, now this is the criticism that I talked about at the top of the show, Chris. I don't really like this format for Casa Amore. I prefer it when it's more of a kind of temptation island thing when you've got both parties, they're away they're you know tempted every day but they don't really know what's going on on the other side whereas this i i don't think this is a creative choice i think this is more they've had to do this i mean if you look at that villa all right if you were there for a family vacation it'd be pretty cool wouldn't it but it's nothing like the love island villas is it and normally when you go to casa amor it's it's an equally 
extravagant place, isn't it? Where you can get lots of people in there. Well, that, this was like little swimming pool. You got just room for five deck chairs there. So I'm not sure if it's purely a location thing or, you know, maybe it's a, a COVID related thing that, you know, they can only have so many crew there or something. So, you know, they're doing Casa Ramal one at a time. But in in the scale of, you know, great Casa Amores, I, I don't think this is right up there for me. No, I'm with you, Dave. I love that. And you're right, I love the who's going to come back with who, whether the girls are in Casa Amor and they come back to the other guys, that anticipation. And you always get the build-up. I mean, Paul Lexi is there. I mean, it's like they've said to her, just say that you, you trust Ryan and nothing's going to happen. And they played it. The editing was perfect, though, I've got to say. As much as I, <laughs> I want it the old format, and I'm completely in agreement with you, he's never going to do something like that. Fucking Ryan's there with that tailor. Yeah, I really like you. Yeah, you're just, you're just a grown-up version of Lexi. And I'm like, that is so fucking disrespectful. He's shown his true colours, that little weasel for me. I mean, you say poor Lexi, and, and I realise this is probably going to be an unpopular opinion because I think the popular opinion should be that, you know, poor Lexi. But I just, God, I can't stand this lot, Chris. <laughs> because you just, your gut is right in the first place. Lexi came in and stole Ryan off Ari, right? So she came in as the new shiny toy uh, the the bombshell, and then she's like, oh, well, I'm sure he's completely fucking faithful now. He's put his fuckboy days behind him, and now he wants to settle down, get a mortgage, and kids. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> come on. This guy you've known for a week, uh, you really think that of him? And, and I guess, uh, I, you know, he is the one, isn't he? You know, he's the ultimate perpetrator here, Ryan. Because he he just he'll continually go through life doing this, and then you know the he'll keep moving on from person to person, and the next person will be like, oh yeah, I'm sure he's changed, you know, because he seemed seems really nice, you know. He said the other day he'd he'd been reading a book, you know. It's probably the hungry fucking caterpillar, but um, you know, I I just I can't have sympathy for Lexi when it's like clearly you must have watched the show. And clearly you've known people like Ryan in your life. And and you just, it was as predictable as anything, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, to be fair. It was all down to the famous bit of editing, Dave. And I think, I think you've made a good point about, like we are saying about the format, and we both agree on this, is that I wasn't, I'm usually like excited for Castro. I'm usually like, oh, here we go. Who's going to shaft who? And it went pretty much to plan, didn't it? You know, Mitch wasn't going to get involved in anything, Dave. Nicholas was, he was like a dog with two dicks. He literally was like, oh, this is amazing. So was Taku. They had, all the girls did the right thing. They didn't want, <laughs> they didn't want. If fucking Nick was like literally weighing up all five of them. All of and them. Uh, you know, spoiler alert, but, but you know, when they, when the, the situations flipped, so the girls go into, back into the villa and the boys are, are out there on the uh, kind of shitty villa watching what's going on. And Nick suddenly like, oh, no, you know, I wonder what's going to happen. It's like, like, look, you fucking 
titted. <laughs> you fucking, you spent the last few days fucking wondering which of the five girls you want to pick. And now you're like, oh, I wonder if Courtney's head's going to be turned. Are you fucking bellend? <laughs> I've got no answer for that. I'm fucking old mum today. You're on it today. You fuck me. You've, it's the role reversal. I can't handle it when it's the way around. But, but no, I do think, like, when the girls see, like, Ryan kissing Alexi's like, he's not even done that with me. And it's like, well, obviously, he, he must feel something for this Taylor. This show, I love the way they do it, though, Dave. It could be like, we, we saw it. I mean, we were saying, weren't they, about how in the UK one, the girls didn't miss a fucking trick, did they? When they were kissing and, oh, what she called the bloody Faye, was it? And uh, mm. he, he kissed that other girl and she's like, yeah, different clothes on. And no, none of us not even noticed it. And she's like, well, that's not even in the game. And she's like, yeah, oh shit, yeah. she's actually correct. Teddy, wasn't it? Faye and Teddy, she's actually yeah. correct. So the girls want to let it go, but Courtney was there giving it the big and they'll realise what they've left and all this. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I was just like, oh, fuck off, Courtney. We know... Every single person is insecure in life, Dave. There's always a point in your life where you're always insecure or there is a point where you're like, hang on a minute, we all get jealous. We've all been there, got the T-shirt. It's the way they fob it off because they're on TV. Like, I don't care. Yes, you fucking do because you wouldn't keep saying it if you do. She would, she's gone on my list now, Dave. Like you said, we just need to boot her off. I think she's absolutely garbage for the show. Yeah, like I say, she's constantly searching for those slogans, those catchphrases, so that um, hoping that Australia will pick them up and stick them on a T-shirt or start repeating them or whatever. Yeah, sorry, it's not going to happen. But um, yeah, it, I mean, it is funny, isn't it? This like revenge dating, <laughs> you know, because that's what it is. You see, Lexi in particular, you know, she's she's. Playing it, there's the one guy whose name I couldn't be asked to write down who's who's particularly interested in her. But, you know, you can tell, like, her head's still with Ryan, but she's giving it the full-on flirt because, like, well, she just kind of wants to get over him quickly. So I, I don't know. I, I often it feels a bit weird to me, but, I mean, that that is the game. What, what do you reckon when we get to episode 15, though, that uh, the boys come into the, to the villa? I mean, we've got... Got a bit of a celebrity or the brother of a celebrity, Chris. Who's that, Dave? Are you shitting me? Fucking Grant Crap's brother. <laughs> oh, you know what? You, right, listen to me. Listen to me. In the in the notes, I thought <laughs> you meant. <laughs> listen, I thought you meant Grant Shabs, the guy who's the minister for the UK. I'm looking. I'm fucking like the fucking conservative minister he's got fair hair and he's the cockhead who's to put all the travel bans on the uk as well you not to get too political you list some shit house but anyway uh grant fucking now why the hell did i think it was grant shot oh my god you watch it love island australia it's like why why is dave written down this fucking uk tra- transport minister <laughs> you fucking millennial. what a dick absolutely you can go whatever you want Right, so I get it now. It's Grant's brother. Oh, well, that's fucking incestuous straight away, isn't it? That's just like... Oh, <laughs> they talked no. about it for like a whole five minutes. And like I'm, I'm sure Courtney was in the VT going, you know, it's terrible because he had a, a girlfriend on the outside. So even if, you know, after that season, you did a whole um, sort of after the... 
uh, after the season had finished thing and, and surprised me with stuff like that. But, you know, to hear them openly talking about it and the fact that, you know, he was in there and had a girlfriend on the outside all the time, I, I was a little bit surprised by yeah, it's funny, you know, because, and, and you're right, we did it, it was like, where are they now, Skip, didn't we? We did it with Maths Australia, with this, so this is literally, well, actually, we can do a, what's happened to them now, Dave, we can actually, because I do follow the social media stuff, so yeah, let, let's do that at the end, we'll do it, even at the end of an episode, we'll do a little little skit about what's happened, are they still together, you know what I mean, is Frank Kraft's brother found out that he's got three girlfriends he didn't know about, or, you know, just that sort of stuff, we'll do, we'll do that at the end, definitely, I'll do my little bit of digging, but I will say, the guys didn't do anything for me, I didn't think any of them were any, but when I didn't think any of them were on the same level as like Mitch or Nicholas, they might be personality wise, but I didn't find that they did anything, a lot of them were like a fucking ironing board, they had no personality, and the girls were doing the same, the girls were like out with the guys, that the, they were, they'd come in and they would, it was almost bachelor levels of, can I just have a chat with you, can you just wait a minute, Nicholas got interrupted a couple of times, and it did feel bachelor in, in thingy, but the commentator did say, I think some of these have auditioned for Married at First Sight Australia or something along them lines, and I was like, oh, <laughs> nice segue into, into the better yeah. show, but... But yeah, the 15 was a bit of a, a damp squib. I'm hoping that as we go into sort of the, when they all hook up and obviously Ryan's going to be with Taylor. So Lexi knows now that she cannot afford not to get with somebody otherwise she'll be out mm. or the guy will be out. There, there's always that thing in there where realistically, the all if they're not partnered up, they should fuck them off. But the OGs seem to get a reprieve slightly and sort of get, mm. a, well, let's see if we can still keep you in there and bring someone else in. Because that's what's going to happen. After all these go, someone comes in, guy or girl, or, or a guy and a girl will come in to sort of swoop them under and it'll be the, the fakest, realist relationship they've ever been in, apparently. But it's always the way it goes, unfortunately. Yeah. And you know what, Chris? I, I think... This is a shorter season, which I, for one, appreciate. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, we've, uh, we've been desperate to catch up, but I think there's only 20 episodes of this, you know. Or yeah, well, actually, no, I'm looking at ITV now. It's got 22. Uh, so maybe, maybe a little more, but I, I think this is going to be shorter than usual. That's good. Thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that. Honestly, I still feel broken after the whole fucking UK two month grueling fucking daily thing. <laughs> like, so, yeah, four weeks. Well, actually, honestly, I think six weeks is the sweet spot, isn't it? For the for the drama of the season. But um, I, I'd quite like it if it was just four weeks, you know, just a month and then we're done. Well, to be fair, it could be as long as it, it wants for me, Dave, but fucking fact that we had Married at First Sight Australia and Bachelorette <laughs> running simultaneously. That's what's fucking done me over and why we're so far behind as well. That's why we're trying to catch up, aren't we? Because of yeah. all our other commitments. So so you're right. No, to be fair, I'm joking. Four weeks was the original length of the, the U, uh, US first series because we did feel that there was some bits that they, was, they, they just got rid of people like within the space of a few days very, very quickly. However... The UK one's eight weeks. The sweet spot for me would probably be six, but I would love it to be four, as much as I love the format. I think four, <laughs> I'm with you. Just just more from the fact that we get our lives back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would be good. But um, 
again, in terms of this Casa Amor, I don't think there's been too many surprises. Although, I, I tell you one thing that I was surprised about, and that's Taku. So the boy has played whatever the opposite to playing a blinder is. Taku's played that <laughs> because he coupled up with the one girl, slept in the bed, and then, you know, but he was vibing apparently with this other girl quite a bit more. So he slept in the bed knowing that he was vibing with this other girl. So kind of regretted it. And then, you know, spent more time with the other girl the day after, spent the night with her. And then she's just like, yeah, I'm not really interested. So <laughs> he's probably fucked up there, isn't he? And I, I don't know what options Taku's got now. No, because he did fuck up. You're right. And I, I haven't got a clue about any of the new Casa Raw people at all. So it, it's with the names, I mean. But but you're right. He, he fucked up. Went with the other one. She was at interest. He's like, I don't know where to go. And he did say to the guys, it was quite a sweet moment. He's like, I just I just don't know. Is it me? You know, and they're like, no, it's not you. But I, I think because, look, it's almost as if he's never watched the show. And it's like, Taku, you should have watched the show before you come on. People are just fucking charlatans. They will absolutely tell you what you want to hear because they've got to, because they want to stay in the pissing villa. That's what's happening. You, you know, and I'm sure, I'm sure he's watched it before, but he's taking people at face value. And in this lifestyle that these guys live, that's never usually the truth. See, I don't know. What we normally see is the Casa Amor guys and girls, right? They need to couple up with someone. They need to put their flirt on into full overdrive, get back into the villa, and then who knows what. What I found interesting about the girl who Taku was with was she she had that golden ticket and she gave it up. She was like, yeah, just not really, not really feeling it. This is like day two or something after, uh, or, or it would have been day three, I guess. So... Uh, I, I don't think I don't recall another time when I've seen it so blatant where it's like, well, probably Taku would choose you to go back to the villa, um, but you're passing it up. I just I, I was confused by that. Yeah, it was strange. It was strange. And like you say, we're going into the next five episodes and we'll be covering them again, going through them. I want some more, Dave. I think it's been a good series, but we need a proper pinnacle. Love Island moment that we don't forget and it'll be something that makes this season so every time someone says Love Island Australia season three that'll be the oh that's the season not the winners but something mm. that defines it and I don't think we've we've not had that yet for me at all we haven't I mean Ryan's a cock we knew that anyway he fucking lollipops himself all the time but he sucks himself off he's just fucking ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit of a weird choice of words there Chris what but- <laughs> the fuck is that in the outtakes? Is that on the unseen bits? <laughs> he could be he like Prince. Sucks. Maybe they've took. Maybe they've took. Maybe Listen, they've if took he could me. do that, he wouldn't be on fucking Love Island because he wouldn't no, need but, to. <laughs> maybe that's what's wrong with his forehead. Maybe he's took his ribs out and put them in his forehead. <laughs> I love Prince or Squiggle. That was a very poor choice of words there, Dave. But anyway, so. We, we've got the people there. We've got the DNA of it being an absolutely amazing finish. But at the moment... <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> There's too many images going through my head at the moment. Now. It's <laughs> burned into my brain now. Oh, for fuck's sake. 
right, and you come <laughs> up with some fucking classic word soup, but that is up there. <laughs> That's probably the most offensive I've ever seen. Said, but anyway, let's let's fucking move I think on. You wanted to say something like, you know, if he was a lollipop, he'd lick himself. Lick himself. Probably <laughs> what you wanted to say. No. <laughs> <laughs> He sucks himself off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh my god, fucking hell day. Fuck me. I think I think you've just said it perfectly what I should have said five minutes ago. Sorry, you lost me. Right. What was the your point? I don't know. Ryan's a prick, basically, literally. Oh. Um, I, my point was, we need something for me just to give it that Love Island stamp of approval, and I've not got it yet, Dave. I know everyone's told us, who are ahead of us, it's a great season. It's been good, without a doubt, and I think we've had a bit more organic relationships than the UK one, but I'm just not there yet, and I want it to fucking absolutely explode <laughs> you're not just full of the fucking you, you, it's not, you're just full of the euphemisms today or maybe it's the fact that that's where my head is right now But because I was thinking the same thing when I said <laughs> <laughs> the series is oh going to explode God. all over the face yeah facials <laughs> we've only had facials today Dave you're right oh Jesus Christ um, right, so I'm, I'm kind of with you I do think it's been a good season. I think there's some really good characters in. We've had some decent drama, but it hasn't had one of those really explosive moments. You know, when you think back and you're like, oh, shit. Yes. You know, yeah. like, was it Cassidy out of um, season one Australia where basically uh, Grant and uh, I think it was Taylor, wasn't it, were coupled up? And then she got to make the choice in the recoupling. And then she just split them up. She chose Grant just to be like a bit spiteful. Or, you know, when when Michael in the UK walks back in with, uh, uh, oh, Joanna, was it? And then, you know, you've got Amber stood there like, fucking, I'm going to kill you kind of thing. We've not had any of those moments or or i think one of my personal favorites chris was uh when that fucking dead leg was uh, from uk season five got the hideaway time uh with moira and then saying to the lads like let's see if she's got you know let's see if she's all mouth oh god yeah um (laughs) he's a good looking lad as well and then he tried to i can't remember what his name was but you know when you're properly like (gasps) oh I can't believe you just said that. You know, yeah. it's not got one of those moments. I thought we were going to get it when Ari had the choice. And I thought she could, she was just about to pick Ryan and split Ryan and Lexi up. I thought that was going to be the moment, but it wasn't. So hopefully, post Casa Moore, I do think it's been a good season, but just Casa Moore's just let it down a little bit, I think. But, you know, still plenty of time to go yet. Yeah, yeah, it's very true, very true. I'll try not to be offensive as we close out this episode, <laughs> Dave. So, uh, 
if you did want to support us or give me abuse for some of my comments today, uh, please get on social media at CD Reality Cast. If you want to email us, CD Reality, and it is CD today, guys, at CD Reality Cast <laughs> at gmail.com. And if you do want to still support us after my comments, please go on to patreon.com forward slash CD Reality Cast. The roll call of honor for today is. Michelle, Keith, Helen, Brianna, Noreen, Amy, Zoe, Joanna, Helen, Libby, Katie, Dee Dee, Priscilla, Susan, Lauren, Lucky Lulu Green, and Kent Gustafson. Thank you so much, guys. I say it every episode, past and present. Anybody who supports us on Patreon, anybody who supports the podcast and downloads it, we really, really appreciate it. Get over to Facebook, Chris and Day's Reality TV cast, and let's chat a bit more about Love Island and some of my indiscretions today. So, <laughs> marvellous work. <laughs> No, awesome stuff, mate. And we can get on with the next batch. So we can get on with season, uh, season episode 16 through to 20 next. And uh, we'll also, our next episode after this one, we'll cover the next Bachelorette episode as well. I think, Chris, there's only a couple of episodes left. So hooray. Um, <laughs> so we've unfortunately got to watch that in between then and now. But um, no, it's been brilliant, mate. And thanks to everyone out there. Thanks for listening, and I'll speak to you next time. Bye.